Hey guys, I'm Jacqueline Smith, and this is I Was Told Jack, the podcast. Let's face it, womanhood, relationships, motherhood, health, it's all messy, confusing, and no one gave us the full disclaimer for any of it. I'm a mom of twin boys, and I don't know what I'm doing, but like you, I'm figuring it out every day, unpacking all of these impossible standards and misconceptions with you. So, thanks for being here. I was told nothing about miscarriage. Hey Tribe, so I'm going to be completely honest and get right into it. Today's topic scares me. It scares me because I know that it's important. I know it's something that affects a lot of women. I want to be clear before we truly begin that this is a space I've created on this podcast and in the corresponding social media presence for myself and this show. And in that space, I do not tolerate your feelings being marginalized by either political agenda nor screamed social status quo. Today is not a day for debate, nor is any other day really in these parts. I have no interest in pontificating when life begins or any other rabbit hole associated with the topic. No one gets to tell you what to feel, if it's appropriate for you to mourn, what that should look like or how long that should take. Today we are talking about the reality of this topic for you. As many of you have experienced this or unfortunately will experience this on your journey into motherhood. To unabashedly quote Eminem, I can't tell you what it really is. I can only tell you what it feels like. This little nugget is the truest phase I've ever heard when it comes to many seasons and traumas in my life. And today, I only care what it feels like for you. That just had to be said. Now, it's reported that 20% of pregnancies end in miscarriage. However, this number only takes into account women who, A, knew that they were pregnant when the loss occurred, and B, who sought out medical help once they realized what was happening. Taking every other undocumented scenario into account, it is stipulated that up to 60% of pregnancies end in miscarriage. Also notable is that the word miscarriage only applies to pregnancies that are lost up to 20 weeks in gestation. So let's take a look at that number. Up to 60% of pregnancies, ladies. So why aren't we talking more about this? I got a lot of messages from you guys once I announced on my Instagram stories that I was going to broach this topic. All of your input and stories were so incredibly compelling and I was so encouraged when I read them, although my heart hurts for your loss. However, one thing a mama shared that struck me was that you don't know anyone that's had a miscarriage until you have one. Then suddenly everyone's had one. I wish I had known beforehand. So how do we make this happen? How do we make this something that women have on their radar beforehand? I think our best shot is making this topic less taboo in general. With the numbers that we're looking at for this, we should all be more familiar with the subject and more familiar with supporting women who have gone through this. This way, should it happen to you, you're already aware of how common it is. Hopefully this podcast can be a catalyst for some of you. So let's get back to why we don't talk about this more. I believe it's for a combination of reasons. There's the most obvious reasons. We think it's our fault. This presumption is actually centuries old. You used to be able to behead or divorce or annul your marriage to your wife if she didn't give you a son or was deemed infertile. I'm looking at you, Henry VIII. 
even though now we know that it's the male genetic material that determines gender and sometimes fertility of the couple in general. Unfortunately, we haven't made much progress with the blame game here in the 21st century. It all starts with, what did I do wrong? How did I cause this to happen? Now, I'm not a doctor, and I'm not even very good at science, but if you think about how mind-blowing it is that genetic material rips itself apart and reconfigures itself while attaching to a host and multiplies trillions of times and eventually turns into fingers, toes, a respiratory system, an immune system, over 3,000 chemicals, and electricity. An entire universe is supposed to throw itself together in no time flat, and we think we did something wrong? You are but a single piece of the puzzle, my love. A very important and pivotal piece of the puzzle, obviously. But you are not solely responsible for creating a universe. You can be the healthiest, most clean living, spiritually sound woman in all of the land, and this can still happen to you. Science has also failed you. Little research is being done in this area. We do know that unbalanced hormones and particular lifestyle choices, such as smoking and excessive drinking, etc., can contribute to our fertility. Absolutely. However, understand that as a country, we are incredibly uninterested in preventative medicine and lifestyle because the money is in treatment. If you've never Googled causes of miscarriage, which I don't even suggest you do, but get ready to read legitimate shots in the dark. 90% of which will also blame the mother because they just don't know. And if it's your fault, the buck stops with you. It's shameful and they have failed us. Another reason I think we don't discuss it more is because a large percentage of these undocumented and documented miscarriages are happening to unwed women. I know it's 2018 and no one has to walk around with a scarlet A on their chest for having a child out of wedlock, but trust me, even in 2016, I can say I empathize with Hester Prynne. Women may feel like they don't get to mourn or be confused about losing a pregnancy with the man that they weren't married to, or that was never good for them anyway, or that they didn't know that well. But to those women, I would say... How many of your friends have moved in with their boyfriends before they got engaged or married? More than half? I know that's the case for me. How many of your girlfriends lived with, for however long, a guy that they later broke up with or who broke up with them and you had the super fun task of helping them move out? Do any of us think that they or their romantic partner were sleeping in separate beds for two years or however long it was before they got married? If they even got married? No? Okay, great. Anyone think that they slept on the couch for that long? No. So the cat's out of the bag in the whole premarital sex department, guys. So why would women who miscarried after marrying their sleepover pal deserve any more grace than you do? They do not. You both deserve kindness. You both deserve community behind you. Your friends don't win gold medals because they do life in order. You don't get snubbed because you got excited and skipped a step. I'm in the skipped a step club too, friends, and my children are my greatest strength in my whole world, so try and make me feel less than I dare you. I know there are many, many more reasons why women choose to not seek out community or speak about their experience. These are just some of the few and most obvious reasons to me. But we need to speak about our pain 
Now, I know that this next bit is going to sound particularly ridiculous coming from me, as I'm very obviously an open book. But be careful who you share your pain with. I know I just told you that you need to talk about it, and you do, but I'll say it again. Be careful who you share your pain with. For example, you may think that Brenda, with three kids and two miscarriages behind her, would be a good person to talk about with your loss. But that's not necessarily true. If Brenda is the kind of friend who ever implies that you are dramatic, if she's always one-upping you, even in a joking way, or never ever likes your boyfriends, Brenda is probably not the person to talk about this with. I'm not even sure why you hang with Brenda, but that's none of my business. My point is, choose a friend or family member who listens when you speak, who never assumes you're being dramatic, and who gives you great advice when you seek out their wisdom. Maybe it's your mom or aunt. Maybe it's even a new friend. If you have a friend or person who treats the bruised, raw pieces of your heart with respect, that's the friend that you go to with this. Not the one that you've known for 20 years who can't seem to step up when you need them. The best friendships rarely boil down to the number of years, but the mutual respect and care in the time that you have been friends. If you choose to speak publicly about it, again, I caution you. Obviously, I have and I do talk about my personal business all the time and it brings me joy to bring other women comfort. But please know that while I want you to be brave, I want you to be a lighthouse for others. I am also seriously fighting the urge to protect you. If you do decide to share your story and you have any inkling of hesitation, maybe you might consider choosing Instagram over Facebook. Your great aunt Edna, who's a conservative and thinks women should be put together, virginal and quiet, isn't on Instagram. And more women that you don't even know could possibly be exposed to your bravery over there. Choose your words carefully and calmly and come from a place of wanting to connect with others. Should someone say something negative to you or about what you share, which being open attracts both people who need to hear your message and trolls, I'll be very honest, you are well within your right to delete comments and block people. I know this is a bit of a tangent, but I'm serious. Your profile and your social media platform is the little space that you rent in that part of the internet. If someone came into your house and started knocking over lamps, pouring beer on the floor and yelling at all of your friends, would you let them stay in your house? Absolutely not. They got to go. Lord help someone if I see someone post crap on your wall. I will verbally cut them. I mean, hypothetically, wink, wink, ha ha ha. But anyway. (laughs) Another thing that you need to know in complete seriousness is that miscarriages are a big deal. It's not all Grey's Anatomy where Meredith continues assisting in her husband's surgery while blood trickles down her leg and she knows she's miscarrying, but she just keeps trucking along. I call bullshit, but I don't think Shonda Rhimes cares that much. I know women who have miscarried from ectopic pregnancies, which is where a pregnancy usually attaches in a bad place like a fallopian tube, and almost died from those complications, losing mass amounts of blood and part of their reproductive system. Is she just supposed to move on? I also know women who have had no earthly idea that they were pregnant until the pain and bleeding started. I have so much empathy for both women. One fighting for her life while watching her dream slip away, and one who gets the news of her motherhood by watching it end. We need to treat every 
woman who trusts us enough with this information like glass. If someone trusts you enough to share their pain with you, be gentle. Do not tell them it was probably for the best because they weren't ready. Or won't it be so much better once you're with the right guy, etc. This is not a time for a silver lining. Do not immediately launch into your story and how it wasn't a big deal or a story of your friend who went through the same thing and almost died it, and then it took forever for them to get pregnant, etc. Right? Stop, listen, and wait. Use every single active listening skill you were taught in kindergarten and be ready for anything. Be empathetic, not sympathetic. And respect whatever she says she needs to feel better regardless of if it makes one lick of sense to you. Understood? Now, I know my tribe is more than capable of handling a sister's heart with care and respect. I said all of that so you know how you deserve to be treated by someone you choose to trust with your pain. No one will do this perfectly. Don't expect perfection. But you deserve kindness, respect, and genuine listening. When miscarriages happen, we are left feeling like we can't talk to anyone. We have no remains to put to rest and life is different now, but we don't know if we're allowed to feel that way. Hear me, you are allowed to feel whatever you feel. Maybe you hold vigil. Maybe you release a floating lantern. Maybe you just pray. Maybe you hang out on the couch for a week. Maybe you bake cookies for 12 hours straight and eat them all while binge-watching Gilmore Girls, and then you're over it. I don't know what you need to do, but I do know that you need to do something. And the most important message I want to give you today is that you are just as entitled to grieve if you were trying to get pregnant in a traditional family story, or if this is not your first loss, or if it was a complete surprise from a relationship with the wrong guy and you were nowhere near ready to be a mother, you get to grieve. I just beg of you to not pull up a chair and live there with your grief. I want you to remember that this is just a season on your journey into motherhood, that you will get there, and that if this is happening to you right now or 10 years ago or 10 years from now, I, Jacqueline Smith, your friend, am so incredibly sorry for your loss. It is not your fault, and you will get through this. It is not your fault, and you will get through this. It is not your fault, and you will get through this. And as I wipe away the tears from my eyes, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. It's just so important to me that we do something to relieve the pressure that holding ourselves responsible for tragedy does to us. It's a corrosion. It's a cancer in your soul. And if there's anything that I can do or your sisters can do or other people in this community can do to help alleviate a little bit of that pain, please know that I'm here. And with the number of messages I got in my inbox, there are other women in the community that are here to help you too. Okay? So that's our show Thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope that this brought you some comfort, some insight, and some empathy for yourself and for others. Share this with someone who needs to hear it. And unfortunately, we all know someone who needs to hear it. You can do it privately. You don't need to out them. 
And you can find me on all social media as I was told Jack. Please let me know if this show was helpful or totally off base. Let me know what other topics or things you want to talk about. This episode actually materialized based off of a message on Facebook from one of my sweet friends from college three days ago. I dropped the entire episode I was planning on doing and decided to do this one because it was asked of me. And that's all that I want of this show is to put out things that matter to you and that you have asked of me. So don't be afraid to send me messages. I will talk to you next week. And in the meantime, love yourself, love your tribe, and find your glow wherever you can. I love you for listening.